back. Episode 7, Spread Option Podcast. Brian and Nick here with you. And I'm just going to speak for myself. That was, last Saturday, was one of the worst beatdowns I've ever had in college football in my life. It all started with the West Virginia, I can't, West Virginia, Kansas game. That's how bad it was. I tried to erase it from my memory. Couldn't even remember who they played. Will Greer threw three first half end zone interceptions. This is the guy that leads the Heisman race through three first half end zone interceptions, including a last minute drive that would have gotten me the cover in the first half spread, which was my lock of the week. Failed to do so, and then Kansas played pretty well in the second half, forcing you to lose your lock of the week. You are in much better shape in terms of your locks because not only that, but I also lost when Conor McGregor got choked out in the fourth round by Habib. So I went 0 for 2 in one week with locks. Yeah, I hope you fade the fuck out of this this weekend, folks, because, uh, yeah, yeah, the, I mean, who, who'd have thunk it, right? You know, Kansas going to Morgantown and uh, playing a competitive football game for a tiny bit. Um, yeah, that was kind of unfortunate. And Will Greer uncharacteristically uh, turned the ball over like a Pez dispenser. Um, so that was pretty rough. Uh, my NHL picks that I gave at the end, too, were also shitty. So your non-football picks or pick of McGregor obviously was uh, was not good. Uh, no. He won uh, pretty decidedly and then also almost murdered a guy in the stands with that jump kick. I got to say, though, that – that seemed a little WWE-ish to me. I got it. I must say, you know, this is you know, maybe they're just trying to get it, get a round two and get the pay per view up because I have a hard time imagining a guy seriously needing to jump out of a cage and go after the guy's trainer like that. That was fucking insanity. I mean, he is Russian, so you you got to put that into account because those fuckers yeah, are absolutely insane, especially like Dagestan, yeah, where we'll, he's from. Yeah, we'll cut this part so we get to live next week. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it was an entertaining day all in all. There were a ton of upsets. I had the Iowa State upset over Oklahoma State uh, and the uh, money line. But even that, I think it paid out three ninety five. Even that wasn't enough to get me even close to even money on Saturday. That's how bad I was bleeding. Yeah, no, and that that, that pick definitely was attractive. I mean, Matt Campbell's a good coach, and uh, um, Oklahoma State. I don't know if they've really played any strong competition so far this year. So that was kind of a uh, – They blew out Boise State. That was about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. Um, sorry, these games kind of blend together sometimes. But, yes, no, that was uh, a great pick. And, um, I mean, I know you're down in the dumps, so to speak, but uh, you did. You also had a rough NFL Sunday until uh, the Bengals made a great comeback for you, right? Oh, God, yeah. I blogged about it uh, today. So yesterday, if you're listening to this, let me be frankblog.com. I had Atlanta. They just shit the bed. I'm officially done with the Falcons. I feel like I've said that two or three times already this season, but this is it. I'm completely done with them. I had the over in the Lions-Packers game. It was 51. Mason Crosby misses four field goals and an extra point. It is 51 on the dot with a minute left and the Packers get the ball. Thank God Aaron Rodgers pushes the ball down the field and Mike McCarthy decides instead of taking a last second shot at the end zone to kick the field goal, get his kicker, his veteran kicker, a little momentum back and it find the over finally hits. But literally though, the only way they win that game is they had to kick the field goal, try to get an onside kick and throw a Hail Mary. So exactly. a, lot people, 
a lot of people are like, yeah, this, he only did that to get Mason Crosby's confidence back. But if he genuinely was right, it was there was like strategy behind yeah. it. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it all made sense. And it, could you imagine the guy misses four field goals and an extra point, but hits a late field goal and gets an onside kick? Like, what kind of game would that have been? It would have been something else. But uh, people know by now I'm a Green Bay fan. I am quite upset um, with the state of the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers just does not look sharp. A lot of this is McCarthy's offense is, like, archaic now. (laughs) And he's not one of the bright offensive minds in the game. I mean, he's not young, first of all. But uh, he's just not one of the better offensive minds in the game right now. I mean, you – Guys like, you know, I mean, you can make fun of the Eagles, but, you know, Doug Peterson's still a great coach. McVay, Andy Reid, the way he's calling stuff right now. New England's firing on all cylinders. Like, there's so many offenses that just I don't even think have nearly as much talent as the Packers across the league that are doing a lot better than they are right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no reason. You've got, like, a franchise left tackle. You've got Jimmy Graham, Adams, Cobb, um, you know, Geronimo Allison and Corpse Rule banged up this week, but uh like I, I just don't get it. And they don't give the ball to Aaron Jones at all, which is fucking mind boggling. So I'm a little upset with Green Bay. So uh little hint though, uh maybe for later. I you know, I think uh a little bounce back here. Yeah, yeah, a little preview for later. But we'll we'll start with college football, I think. And uh so that was last week, so a lot of the weeks for both of us lost. Uh, yeah. First ranked matchup. Maybe we want to talk about. Maybe we'll start in the SEC, perhaps, and then work our way uh, west. Yeah, let's do it. Georgia heads to LSU. LSU coming off a heartbreaker in Florida. A late pick six buried the Tigers. Joe Burrow was not very good. Felipe Franks was also very bad for Florida, but just good enough to win. Pretty much exactly how you envisioned it. Yeah, I mean, that is it was the quarterback that sucked less was going to win that game, and that was Felipe Franks, although the numbers don't really say it because I think he was like 12 of 28 or 29 passing. LSU is seven and a half point underdogs. It is at Death Valley. I mean, if they won that game, this would have been game day. This would have been the biggest game of the week, maybe even the season. But here we are, a 13th ranked LSU team against number two, Georgia. Again, seven and a half points is a spread. Yeah. Are you going with the dogs or are you taking the home team? Yeah, this game really did lose its luster, didn't it? I mean, it, it, it's LSU, still- the fan base is just so deflated. You could see it following that loss. It's like, oh, fuck, this is it. You know, they, they're in a absolutely brutal stretch of four games. But you got to you gotta win the first one to have a little hope, especially against Florida, a team that's been a rival, but more so in recent years given the hurricane snafu they had a couple years ago the mocking of mike the tiger when he died all sorts of stuff just going on between the two (laughs) well yeah i I just i don't know i mean it was like the first leg of this tough schedule uh and everything and you know they couldn't even pass the test and joe Mm -hmm. burrow who we've complimented many times on this podcast so far this year um finally became the shitty quarterback that a lot of people thought he was um yeah, George, if you think Florida's got a good defense, well, Georgia's got an even better one. Yep. Um, and they have an offense. Oh, yeah, and Georgia's offense is ridiculous. From a spread standpoint, oh, it's you know it's hard to pick a team to win by two scores on the road, especially against a still good LSU team. But I think Georgia's just a lot more talented here. Uh, their running backs are legit. Jake Fromm isn't going to get intimidated playing in Death Valley as a sophomore. 
I just don't see Joe Burrow putting up points against the Georgia defense. So I like uh, Georgia in this game, something like 30 to 13, I'd say. I think they'll yeah. definitely cover. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the dogs. I feel like this is going to go a lot like South the South Carolina-Georgia game did. South Georgia is going to defer right away, give LSU the ball, let them get a little confidence. They'll start a drive moving down the field. Burrow will look good. Brosette will look good. And then all of a sudden there will be a pick six and Georgia's off to the races and it'll be, you know, 21, 24 to nothing before you know it. I think that LSU has a good enough defense to keep them in it. I just don't think their offense will be, be able to stay on the field as long as they might like. And there's always the factor that if Fromm isn't playing well, they have a guy that was the number one quarterback in the country coming in, Justin Fields, right behind him that can come in and spark the offense. Plus, they've got a stable of running backs that are as good as any in the SEC. So I like Georgia minus seven and a half. The next of our three ranked games will head to the Midwest. Wisconsin heads to Ann Arbor, taking on Michigan. The Badgers are eight-point underdogs in a game of two great defenses and two so-so quarterbacks and offenses. Who do you like in this one? Um, I actually don't know who I like, but I, I've, as far as the spread goes, I like Wisconsin plus nine. I think uh, this is a game I anticipate being very low scoring 49 still a tough one for me to bet the under, but I think it's not going to be like a, you know, it's not going to be a complete shootout or anything like that. Um, Wisconsin, I think, you know, they run the ball a lot. Yep. Um, They're going to be able to control the clock and uh, they play great defense. So their defense won't be on the field a lot. They also play great defense themselves. Michigan, we know has a stout defense, Uh, but yeah, I think I just, I just like Wisconsin to cover here. Um, I think, you know, they've bounced back since the BYU uh, debacle at home. Um, And we've seen Michigan, you know, not exactly blow out some teams that they should. Like the Northwestern game is kind of scary when you think about this game. Yeah. Thinking back to that. So, and obviously they've won convincingly in a few games. But, you know, the Northwest, you know, trailing by 17 Northwestern is never a good sign when you've got Wisconsin and that offensive line and run game coming and you know Hornybrook you know he is what he is but you know he's experienced and uh he's not a guy even against a great defense I'm anticipating throwing like three or four picks or something like really deflating so uh right I like Wisconsin to cover here um and I'm inclined to bet the under because I think there's going to be a lot of clock being wasted on the ground and uh just some great defense being played but uh obviously you never know so I'd lean Wisconsin plus nine and the under I like the under pick as well. I'm going to take Wisconsin in the points and Wisconsin money line. I love the Badgers. Uh, they've got the better defense of the two teams. I think Shea Patterson is the better quarterback, but I think he's more prone to turnovers than Hornybrook is. Hornybrook's more of a game manager. They're just going to run the ball. I mean, it, this is going to be a classic Big Ten run, 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 punt game. It is, you know, what – the old school, old age football guys will love because it's going to be a cloud of dust in two yards each and every time on the field. I I like the Badgers. Again, I don't think Hornybrook's going to do anything. I think this game goes something like 20 to 17 in that range. So I, again, I like the underplay as well. I'd lean it. I'm not going to bet it, but I 
I just don't think Michigan is as good as their ranking shows. I think Wisconsin is better despite the fact that the loss to BYU has aged very, very poorly. Right. The, the Cougars got blown out last week by Utah State in a game that you and I both looked at and decided that we weren't going to touch, although we picked Utah State. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was questioning how good Utah State was, and you were just saying, but actually BYU is really bad. I have no idea how they lost to Wisconsin, and that was actually very true because uh, Utah State blew them out, and it's a good thing because I actually looked at that game thinking, really, BYU at home? They beat Wisconsin. That's really – that's kind of enticing, and I guess Vegas knows, right? Yeah. Uh, an interesting quick note. Um, yeah. This line for the Wisconsin-Michigan game actually opened at six and a half. The public is hammering Michigan. Love it. Keep it going. I will I will continue to hammer down Wisconsin as the, the day and the week goes on. Yep. As long as as long as that number stays positive, essentially, for Wisconsin, I'm taking it. The final of our three ranked matchups is out west. We've got Washington heading to Oregon. Second chance for the Ducks to pick up a big marquee win on the season. They failed in dramatic fashion last time against Stanford. Does Oregon pull off the upset there? Three-point underdogs. Um, They don't. <laughs> okay. They don't. I, I like Herbert. Washington's got a good defense. I think this is the best defense he's going to have faced this year by quite a bit um, in Washington. And um, – you know, I don't trust Oregon's defense to stop Browning and company. So um, do you have a spread on that game, an updated spread? Uh, it was three points last I looked. Oregon plus three. Yeah, I, I would take I would take Washington money line if it's somewhere under 200. And um, I would take, yeah, minus 150 and my, minus three. Yeah, I, I think Washington's the, the smart play here. I, li- I like Herbert. Um, but, yeah, just after seeing them kind of – meltdown against Stanford and everything and uh, seeing how good a defense Washington's played um, all year and making Auburn look fairly pedestrian in the, in a, on a neutral site. Um, yeah, I, I definitely trust um, Washington here, so watch it burn me, but that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the exact opposite. I'm taking Oregon plus three and Oregon money line again. I'm going with these take the points and the money line play. Can't hurt me two weeks in a row, can it? Yes. <laughs> um, Washington looked terrible last week at UCLA. I get that that was a very much or that was very much a look ahead spot and they will be up and ready to play for this game. However, I actually think Oregon's got a better defense than people are giving them credit for. I do agree that this Washington defense is the best that Herbert will face, but I actually think Herbert is the better of the two quarterbacks by a substantial margin. Jake Browning has been around for at least a decade at Washington and has not proven that he is capable of blowing out teams or beating teams big that he should. And in these close games, it seems like time and time again, they fail. Miles Gaskin is the guy to watch the running back for Washington. If he can get going, that'll take the pressure off. But I think that the Oregon defense keys in on him much like they did Bryce Love and forces Jake Browning to beat them through the air. So I'm going to take Oregon plus three and Oregon money line. Well, good for the show that we finally disagree on something this episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, and I and I full and I I hear you out, and I, I mean, listen, it's a three point spread, like no shit, it can go either way. Um, but yeah, everything you just said, I could imagine happening. Um, you know, I could see Gaskin having a big game, but Oregon still 
putting up a lot of points and Washington, you know, replicating somewhat of a shitty performance from um, last week. But, uh, and also that the Chip Kelly starts off to a disaster. Little side note. Yeah. Pretty bad. Um, yeah. I don't know who feels worse right now. Nebraska fans or UCLA fans. <laughs> I think Nebraska fans feel all right. Cause they know that Scott Frost is going to turn it around. Yeah, they should. UCLA, I think you know that Chip Kelly's going to do it, but you got to be a little nervous that he's been like this bad in his last two coaching stints. Oh, yeah. I would be way more. I, I'm actually just kidding. I, I genuinely think Scott Frost is a great coach. And I actually have a buddy uh, from home who's an alum of Nebraska. And I had told him when they were thinking about, you know, firing. Uh, actually, the first time when they were going to fire Polini. Um, before they hired uh, what's his face from Oregon State, uh, Mike Riley. Yeah. Hey, dude, that offensive coordinator from Oregon, you know, uh, <laughs> went to uh, Nebraska and he's from there. Like maybe he'd come there. Of course, he takes the uh, UCF job and they go with Mike Riley, and then eventually he found himself there. But uh, yeah, I think Scott Frost is poised to have a much better time than, uh, and I mean, recruiting in the Big Ten West instead of recruiting in the Pac 12, it's got to be a little easier. Oh, yeah. And right. it's, I mean, it's Nebraska. It's it's a bigger institution, bigger, you know, big name. For some people, it means something. For others, it doesn't. But at the yes. end of the day, they got mm-hmm. facilities. They've got history, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Maybe the UCF comment can kind of segue us into um, our non, you know, the other matchups that we're interested in and possibly have action on. Yeah. Uh, rematch of... Maybe the most entertaining game in college football last year that wasn't the national championship, UCF Memphis, is pretty. That is this weekend, and I have a feeling there's going to be quite a bit of points scored, and so does Vegas with an over under of eighty one. Yeah, I think it opened at seventy eight or yeah. seventy seven, and has worked its way up to eighty one. That's crazy. Even by this game standards, that is pretty wild. This is pretty much the season for Central Florida. Following this, they don't have – I mean, if you think Cincinnati's good, then yes, you, they've got a tough one there. And then there's always South Florida. But Memphis is probably the best team they'll play the rest of the year. So you got to think the Knights come out fired up to play. Did not pick this game, but I would lean UCF minus five. Not touching the over-under. Absolutely not touching it. 81 81- is a degenerate over under. I don't. I can't remember one that high. I'm sure there have been. I'm so sure. The, I'm sure the like Oklahoma State game in the past has been like 81, but I mean <laughs> that's just a wild fucking number. I, I I can't help but laugh when I look at that shit. But um, yeah, Mackenzie Milton's having another great year, even without Scott Frost there. Um, Memphis has been known to put up some big points. Uh, I think the Memphis. Navy game might still be haunting you a little bit. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> it was like a downpour, though. So That's right. Um, but, yeah, that game definitely looks, just from a naked eye, that looks like a very interesting game uh, for the defending champions and the Tigers. So, A quick story about a high over-under. Uh, the first under I ever bet in my life, it was 89.5 points in a Texas Tech and maybe Oklahoma State game when Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech, it was 45 to 38 
in the for the start of the fourth quarter. So I am hanging on by a thread here. And Mahomes goes down the field in about a minute, scores, and all of a sudden they miss the extra point and the game just ends. No one scores after that. There are 89 points in the game. 89 scored in the first three quarters and two minutes. And then in the final 13, no one scores. I've got a rough one. A live over under. So yeah, folks, like like we say every week, we lose. <laughs> this is gambling. This is it, yeah. I bought the wins. Um, I use some anyone there should be a lot of people who are listening that can relate to this. Um, I was down on my luck a little bit, had uh, some Pavada uh, free play money, bonus money. And Naturally. there was a game last year featuring, you know, Baker Mayfield. It was the, uh, the uh, is it the Red River? I'm blowing it right now. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Why am I? Is it? Uh, right? Yeah. No, that's. That's Oklahoma, Texas. Oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is Bedlam. Bedlam. Oh, yeah. That's a rough one. Let's cut that. No, I'm kidding. Um, yes, Battle of Bedlam. I had a live over-under of 114.5 that I put all my oh my god bonus money on. Now, this game was a fucking gong show. Like, yeah. There's no way it shouldn't have not have hit. 114.5 put like a lot of bonus money on it. 114 on the dot. Wow. Some wow. Yeah, so very similar stories. You took a pregame 89 and a half. I took a live 114 and a half and put some substantial bonus funds on it. And, uh, yeah, that's that. So uh, anything else, Be Frank? Any other college games? You Anything on your card this week? I know it's really not a uh, – It's not a great week. Not an enticing sure. week. There's not a lot of things really catching my eye, but like any gambler, you know, you're going to wake up on Saturday or you're going to start – watching some random game and you're going to get into something stupid and Mm -hmm. you're going to put some action on it. So uh, anything though, any preliminary stuff you like? Yeah. So I've actually got a a much smaller card this week than usual. Um, Thursday night, South Florida. So tonight, if you're listening, South Florida minus seven at Tulsa. Tulsa stinks. I love it. (laughs) I think that's an easy play. Uh, I'm going to stick with the team that has gotten me the farthest. That's Buffalo, Buffalo minus 12 at home against Akron. The, Bowl, the Bulls almost got backdoored last week at Central Michigan, but they were able to hold late. Thank God. I'm going to take Troy minus nine at Liberty. Troy is one of the better group of five teams, and Liberty has struggled as of late. Pitt, Notre Dame, I'm going to take the over 55. I think Ian Book is going to have this offense humming. They'll probably score in the range of 38 to 40 points. That means Pitt just needs two scores pretty much. I love that. This is, this is my upset and uh, not my lock, but this is my long shot of the week. I'm taking Baylor plus 14 at Texas and Baylor Moneyline. This absolutely feels like the biggest letdown game of the century for Texas. They're back in the top 10. They just beat Oklahoma in great fashion, thrilling fashion. It would be so Texas to fall apart and lose this game. Plus, plus 430 right now for Baylor. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on it. The uh, the next one, Penn State minus fourteen and fourteen against Michigan State. They're at home. Michigan State stinks. They lost to Northwestern. They might get up for this game, but I still feel Trace McSorley is going to have a field day with the Spartan defense. Virginia Tech minus six at UNC. UNC is 
terrible. That's my lock of the week. Virginia Tech minus six. Coming off a back-breaking loss. I don't trust fucking Virginia Tech. They're, I'm done. I, I get it. I, I'm still with them. They have not lost an ACC game yet. They control their own destiny in the conference. This is one of those big games that you have to win, and you should probably win big. So I'm going to take them minus six. Going back to the hand that bit me, or dog, whatever the saying is, West Virginia minus six and a half at Iowa State. Iowa State was my big upset pick last week that hit. This is a tough one because I think Iowa State – I can't touch this game. I think Iowa State has the ability to upset teams because they do have a good offense. However, Will Greer is not going to have two bad weeks in a row. So give me West Virginia as under a touchdown favorite. Love that. And the last one is the Boise-Nevada, the late-night game. Boise-Nevada over 61. Nevada scores a ton of points, a ton of points. And Boise also has a pretty good offense. So I like 61. I think it's a very attainable number. Okay. I will follow suit. Um, Basically, a few of the games that I'm very much on the fence on, but I kind of love blended together in a teaser, are – the Buffalo game, I think if you get, you get Buffalo, everyone knows I like teasers. Yes. Uh, so if you game. listen this far, you know Nick is the teaser guy. Yeah. Uh, love the Troy pick. Love the Penn State pick. I'm going to bet South Florida outright. Fuck the teaser in that one. That's a yep. Tulsa. I mean, Tulsa hasn't been good at football since uh, – this is a throwback, folks, but uh, – G.K. Kinney or G.K. What was his name? Oh, man. I oh, Fuck. I got to look this up. I know exactly who you're talking about. It's like so hard to say his name. It's like G.K. Kinney or something. The quarterback. They haven't been very good since he left, though. Um, yeah, so I love South Florida outright. I mean, that that's kind of a silly line to me. Um, I mean, that line wouldn't even be close. If that game is at South Florida, the line's like 28. Like, let's be real. A hundred percent. Like the, the discrepancy in those two teams is massive. So love Buffalo at home. Love South Florida. I, I'm very – I would almost bet both outright, but I think you get them teased together. Um, Troy at Liberty, yeah, get that in a teaser. Um, and Penn State, I mean, in, this, in a sweetheart teaser, you could get Penn State. Basically, it's just a money line. So love, 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 love that. So um, – I think those are mine. Uh, Got to mention the obligatory Illinois. Illinois covered big time against Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of my picks from last week that was a winner. But I, honestly, you, like I said, you have to be a real degenerate to bet on that game because it would be so Illinois to lose at Rutgers. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a lock by any means or else it would have been my lock of the week, obviously. Um, but they covered big time. They're now 10.5 point dogs at home against Purdue. Uh, at, on homecoming, yikes! Uh, it's uh, that's a rough one because if anyone's watched Purdue this year, Purdue's not played well. I think they're actually a decent team though. They have regressed since last year. Uh, they came out kind Big of time. surprising people under Brom uh, to be ten and a half point dogs at home on homecoming. It's is, GJ uh, Kinney. Yeah, I think he coaches at Arkansas now. Wow, how about that? Oh, also. The toilet bowl of the SEC this week is Ole Miss, Arkansas. That's yeah. It's a, a rough game. <laughs> I probably will not watch that game, nor will I have action on it. That game is. I would say the over in that game is very much in play. 
60, Ole Miss scores. Ole Miss scores. 69 and a half. It's a nice line. Not very nice. Very nice. Um, what is your lock of the week this week? I don't know, but I have to mention, I was just looking through some spreads because I looked at the SEC. Yep. Uh, and um, back-to-back weeks, brutal, brutal Alabama. Oh, God, I forgot about that. I pushed brutal that out of my brain. Alabama beat. If you had Alabama. I did. Holy shit. I mean, you're 13 made- seconds left and you get backdoored. Yeah, that's rough. I but, get it. I mean, hey, but you could get backdoored by Rick Patino in 15 seconds. So, I mean, you know. that's very true. Which would you rather? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, I lost Syracuse last week. They lost in overtime. Uh, oh, this was another bad beat I had Air Force Navy. 35 to 7 with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Nobody scores after that. Over over was 48. The oh. under has hit now 24 of the last 31 years. Uh Arizona State lost by 7. That was a tight game. Kentucky lost in overtime. North Texas didn't cover against UTEP. Like all of these are just oh, Wisconsin won, wins by 17. I didn't I didn't buy the hook. Lost on the hook there 17 and a half. Oh. Stanford got blown out by Utah. Like these are just all the shit. But anyways, that that's last week. That's all in the past. We're gonna learn from the mistakes and get better. That's right. Just load up on a. Just load up, man, on this week. So gun to your head. What is the lock? NFL pick. All right, folks. I'm sorry. Great segue. What do you got in the NFL? Actually, an NFL pick. Um, I do not believe in the Washington Fraudskins at all. I'm with you, 100%. I should have. I like, I'm, I'm not saying this to be a hardo. The thought of putting a grand on the Saints with Drew Brees going for a record in the Superdome genuinely crossed my brain. I said I literally might just go on a website, put in $1,000, ride the Saints money line, ride them in the first half. He's going to go out there, guns hot. They're going to pull out all the stops to break a record. Like – I don't know. But anyway, I just don't believe in Washington at all. Uh, surprisingly, Adrian Peterson was kind of a focal point in this offense. Yeah. And now, I don't know if he's been ruled out or what. but It's uh, questionable right now. Yeah, but he like dislocated his shoulder and he's old anyway. Um, Carolina is going to win this game. Carolina is a much better football team than the Washington Fraudskins. Yep. There, there is not a good team in the NFC East right now. The no. Eagles – if you've been betting on the Eagles, then God Almighty, because I have a couple times it's been rough. They lost to a shitty Tennessee team. Tennessee's been kind of a letdown, too. They Tennessee made, always stinks. They managed to go there to Tennessee, have a letdown. At home against the Vikings, Vikings get complete revenge um, for the NFC title game last year. I was on uh, the right side of that one. But, yeah, I, I really like Carolina. Carolina, obviously – a little bit of a scare against a not-so-good Giants team, but I really just don't believe in Washington. And I have a lot more belief in Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey and that whole uh, game. So that's my my lock of the week is basically Carolina. Carolina is plus one. On yep. the, I mean, they're plus one. I'm taking them. I mean, God bless. If Washington can win, then God bless. And Sometimes there are losses where you just go like, you know what, you just got to tip your cap and be like, there's some games I say I would bet that again because I know nine out of ten times it's gonna hit. Like Carolina at Washington, 
this is going to hit 99 times out of 100. It's just will you – Let's hope it's not the one out of 100 then because right, I'm right. also on them. Yeah, if you simulated this game 100 times, Carolina would win like 95 to 99 times, 100%. Yeah. I'm also on Carolina. I got Jacksonville minus three at Dallas. I think Dallas also stinks. Like you said, there are zero good teams in the NFC East. Dallas is in the NFC East. Ipso facto, Dallas stinks. The Jaguars have a really good defense, and I think Blake Bortles will have a good game against a not-so-good defense. I'm going to take Philly this week, minus three at New York. The Giants played arguably their best offensive game they will this season. They like to break out once every like three or four weeks. And that was probably it last week. They're going to have a huge letdown. I think this is a Philly bounce back right here, especially after the tough loss at home to Minnesota. Cincinnati minus two and a half at home against Pittsburgh is just a stunning line. I love the Bengals. I think the Steelers stink. They Their defense is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's been bad for a number of years. Yeah. And... I, I, I just have nothing else to say other than I think Cincinnati's offense is good. I think Joe Mixon is turning into one of the better running backs in the NFL, as much as I hate to say that because he's a scumbag. But yeah, I mean, he's been kind of a hit in Cincinnati, folks. <laughs> you could say that again. Uh, and then my last game is L.A. and Cleveland over 44.5. Phillip Rivers has not let this offense score less than 23 points. Cleveland coming off a 12-point performance. They're at home. Baker's going to get the boys in line. I think this is going to end somewhere around 27-24. I know you said you're done with the Falcons, but I watched – I already saw the Falcons line, and I was thinking about it. <laughs> I have to talk you into this. I Listen, I mean, man, like I watched that – Tampa's off a bye, I believe. But yeah. they're coming off a bye, which was after one of the worst secondary performances I've ever seen in my life against the Bears. Now, you can say that was just Matt Nagy dropping his pants and, you know, whatever on, you know, Kirk Cutter and all that. Dirk Cutter, whatever his name is. But, yep. like, man, Atlanta at home against that secondary? I mean, you can, we can make fun of what they've done in the red zone under Sarkeesian and all that stuff. But – I mean, Calvin Ridley. Julio but this Jones, is the thing, though. They're just going to disappear. You have a hard time believing they can't cover against the fucking Bucks at home. I've been saying this for a year and a half now. Like, everyone in the world has been saying this. Like, Atlanta's got to snap out of it sooner than later, and they just play less than average football all the time. Listen, I, I like the Falcons this week. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I do. You're I, braver than I. I am. Everyone knows what's about to happen, but um, I also think my Packers, they, there's just no way they're going to lose to Washington or to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I am on the record. I am teasing Green Bay. I'm teasing Atlanta, and I am teasing. What was the first game I talked? Oh, Carolina. 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 Yeah, I'm going to get like Carolina plus eleven, Atlanta like plus seven at home against the shitty Bucks, and then uh, Green Bay like minus or like plus one or plus two. So that's what I'm fucking riding. Like no doubt, but outright love, 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 love Carolina at Washington. Love Carolina. Love it. 
this could be one of the, like the most hysterical rewinds because I'm just flaunting over how much I love Carolina in this yeah. game. If well, they lose, you're fucking us both over. Just know that. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah, that's my NFL lock. Um, yeah. Game of the week, though. Yeah. Hard to gamble on, I think, because New England and KC, two offenses that are absolutely fucking rolling right now. Yeah. Two teams that have very shitty defenses, if you ask me. Yeah, this is this is easily the most difficult of the games. New England's three-point favorites at home. Over-under is 59.5, which is insane. I would I would lead New England because it feels like Kansas City's got to come back to earth at some point. And, and especially after losing to the Chiefs last year, I think it was. Yeah, home opener. You gotta, yeah, you gotta think that uh they're not gonna lose two years in a row to the same team. So I'm gonna I would I would lean New England. I'm not picking it though. The thing is the logic says you bet New England and Foxborough, and you have to, and that oh Andy Reid's gonna fuck something up in a big game, right? That's just right. We've been conditioned. Yep. This New England defense is trash. 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 But the I, standard is the standard. So I, but think of all the weapons that uh Kansas City, like the old Chiefs, right? You go what 19, 20 games without a receiver catching a touchdown. This team now has like Sammy Watkins, they've got Kel- oh yeah, Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. They've got Mahomes who makes something out of nothing. Uh, they just had an old lineman go down uh, with like a broken leg. But like this is like the Chiefs are a wagon offensive. They I are. don't like their defense. I mean, I think their defense is incredibly suspect. And uh, uh, New England has Edelman back, right? So uh, he's back. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I don't think 60 is that far off. Yeah, I agree with you because I feel like. Mahomes can just go off at any moment, and then it feels like Brady's just going to match him no matter what he does because those defenses aren't anything special. But, yeah, I mean, and my play would be New England minus three, and I'd lean the over, but I would not take it. Yeah, I think that's very, very wise of you. Um, not a bad play. Also, I I think the Chargers are a lot better of a team than Cleveland. I'm I agree. Just, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm just going to throw it out there that that basically it's a pick em. I mean, that's. Yeah, it's right there. I kind of like LA in this one. Um, hey, and people forget LA is used to playing on the road because I don't think a single fan of theirs has attended one of their games this year. That's correct. They should just move back to San Diego. It's fucking insane. Did you see the San Fran crowd when they played San Fran? Big time. Big it time Niners. It was all red. And yeah. I was- Exaggeration. It was legitimately 80% 49 fans. Not it, not a good home field advantage there. Yeah, you're what's they're playing an MLS stadium that seats like 30,000 people. Smart. And you get overrun by road fans. It's just like mm-hmm. um yeah, like other games in the NFL I'm looking at. I know maybe we want to wrap it up soon, keep it, you know. Yeah. What's, the, what's the last pick here for you? I really would. I really don't think Denver's very good, but I got to see what LA's health is looking like because Cup and Cooks got hurt against Seattle. Mm-hmm. But if the Rams' receiving corps are back, then I don't see how Denver keeps that game competitive. Agreed. I Denver's defense is pretty good. Their front seven specifically, but 
the offense that, you know, Goff just has to throw three touchdowns and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we can't keep up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. So a lot of teasers this week, maybe not as much college football as normal. Um, it's hard to give hockey picks in advance because hockey, you got to know. Um, a lot of different things, a lot of different factors. Yeah, you got to, you know, you got to you gotta know who the goaltenders are. Like I, I could look at a matchup and, yeah, I think some of my picks sucked anyway this past weekend. But uh, I'm riding uh, as we're podcasting so we can – you can – We'll know exactly how it ends up. I'm riding the Flyers and the Ducks in regulation. So my favorite thing to do in hockey betting is um, instead of betting just the normal money line, and sometimes it's nice because you get that cushion in case the game goes to OT or shootout, and you get that 50-50 chance of a three-on-three or a uh, you know or a shootout to you know win the money line. But uh, mm-hmm. I like betting teams. I'm very confident in winning to win. Uh, in regulation, because if you, it becomes a freeway line where it's you know, your the team you pick to win, the other team, and then the possibility of it going to overtime are all factored in, so you get a little better odds. So if it normally if a money line is like minus one sixty ish for the favorite, if you bet them to win the game in regulation, it basically becomes even money. So nice little tidbit there for the yeah. fans at home. Yeah, big. So I'm a big fan of doing that. So I've got like. Basically, Anaheim and Philly in regulation tonight. Uh, Philly's playing at Ottawa, who's shit. They're up five to three. Mm-hmm. And Arizona is at Anaheim. I've got Anaheim. So a parlay of um, regulation bets is like plus one seventy tonight. If you is Philly, I have like I got Philly live down one nothing at like pretty good. And there you go. Even. I might have gotten Philly when they were tied actually at like plus one thirty. I got like a plus 130 with a even, but uh, long sabbatical there. But, yes, definitely if you're going to bet some NHL, um, the over-unders I'm noticing a lot. There's not a lot of five and a half being offered. Last year I saw a lot of five and a half. A lot of sixes this year. They're coming in at six this year. I mean, it, I'm serious. I haven't seen a lot. The Toronto-Dallas game uh, from the other night was a gong show, but it was six and a half, and it's like, man, like Ben Bishop or Anderson, whoever's in the net, like I didn't know it was going to be in the net you know, for a bit. And it was tough to, tough to make a call there. I mean, it really was, you know, six and a half is a rough one. So uh, yeah, the over-unders I'm, I'm starting, I'm trying to get a feel for that, but I'd like betting the bet 60 minutes. Why not? Right. Just give your balls a squeeze. There you go. Uh, I'm looking at a little playoff baseball. So I've just been riding the hot, the hot teams, but I had Boston in the, uh, clinching game so that was that was a hold on to your butt type of game but other than that we're gonna be riding out with those and uh, we'll definitely have more of that next week when the series are back playing but for now enjoy the college football weekend the nfl and we will see you next week thanks brian see you guys
exactly what the facts is.